Good evening and welcome to episode four, season two of Eroticism Magazine's weekly podcast. This season, I have a lineup of incredible guests from the adult entertainment industry, from porn stars to cam models and content creators. Remember, February 16th, we celebrated 15 years since we first launched in Spanish and 14 years, 14 plus years, where we were free to the readers and proudly served as a tool to promote aspiring and accomplished ladies from sex workers to swingers, hot wives, and porn stars. I also covered erotic events, including the Sex Expo in Mexico City, black tape artist events, gay pride marches, and the famous Miss Mexico Gay. And we had over 4,000 monthly readers in each of our languages. Now, for all our new listeners out there, because I see our audience is growing and growing, eroticism is something that has the quality or character of being able to arouse sexual excitement or feelings. This quality can be found in so many forms of artwork, including paintings, photography, drama, films, music, literature, and of course, in today's advertising. And I've said that eroticism is a, it's a state of sexual arousal, um, sexual excitement, and incessant uh, sexual impulse, desire, or pattern of thoughts, or the anticipation of it. It's also referred to as one's ability to experience sexual thoughts, desires, sensations. So tonight we're talking about eroticism, fantasies, and sex with award-winning porn star Dee Siren. My name is Kevin, the erotic photographer, and I'm your host. Good evening, Dee, and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, and how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad to have you on here. Now, you have an interesting history in porn. I don't want to call it an interesting history in porn, but an interesting history in life. You went from what career to being a porn star? Um, I was a, uh, a elementary, sorry, elementary school teacher. <laughs> so I was a kindergarten and a first grade teacher um, for eight years. I have a degree in psychology and sociology. And yeah, so I was a teacher and then got fed up with that life and working for the system or in the system <laughs> and uh, yeah I moved over to the adult industry via um, swinging so I, um, I I got into this industry on my own but uh, I was I was married so uh, it's something that my husband and I were swingers before and we hosted a lot of swinger parties um, and became I guess you would say popular in the swinger crowd, um, known because we hosted a lot of parties. And uh, that was when webcam kind of first started back in 2009. And I uh, had a friend who introduced me to webcam because she knew how frustrated I was with my other job. And so I gave that a try over a summer and thought, okay, if I can, you know, make some good money and I enjoy it over a summer and I won't go back to teaching and uh, by the day I had to decide if I was going to go back to teaching which was from May to I think July 21st <laughs> I know the date. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah I had already made almost my entire school year salary in two months so I was just like yeah <laughs> yeah this, not, not going back there <laughs> this was a this was a no-brainer this was a no-brainer, and honestly, I kind of already knew that was going to be the case. I and I, I, you know, I do everything in my life uh, 
with intention. So like I, I, I don't do things sporadically or just, you know, off the cuff. So I've done a lot of research. I have, I have a family, I have children. They were super young back then and I did take them into account. It wasn't, you know, like it, plus, you know, when you go from a very quote, I say vanilla job um, <laughs> to the adult industry, like that's a big jump. <laughs> I, I, you know, I knew it was gonna change my life. I knew I would be putting myself, for one thing, on the internet. Like, once you're on the internet, you're on the internet. You're on the internet for good, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter, like, if you say, okay, what, can you black out my face? Like, no. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, you're on the internet, period. Exactly. So it's, it's, important for our, it's important for the listeners to understand that, too. Anything that you post on the internet today always on is, the internet. is always on the internet. Even if you delete it from your social media, if you delete it from a website, it's going to be always out there. there. It's yeah. going to always be out there. I mean, so be careful about what you tweet. <laughs> even, exactly. even words, even words, like they will come back to haunt you. And I think a lot of people have seen that. Like people go back and find your comments from fucking 10 years ago, you know, and use yep, them They do it with you. politicians. They do it with, with everybody. Joe Rogan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did it with, they'll cancel you. Like cancel culture is a thing now. So like, do I, do I think it's good? No. Like I, I think that people change and grow and and like you we evolve. level we evolve we level up like we we become different people as we develop and the thing that develops and changes in us is not our body after a certain age it's just our brain and like you learn that's the whole point the whole intention is to teach and learn from each other like it's it's part of being human and it's it's you know we're here to consume information from each other amongst the fact that we can see everything on the earth and that it's caused the earth to kind of want us to go away um, <laughs> because we're way too much into consumption. Um, but it, it honestly is part of our purpose as humans is just to keep consuming so that we can survive. And, and it, that's, it's the same way, you know, when it comes to communication is that, you know, you, we, we consume that as well. And, you know, we should be teaching each other because we could also flip it where we're better to the earth because if we communicate, then we can all consume that as well. If, <laughs> we, com if we communicate better and yeah. we, we just, and we open up our minds to learn from each other. Exactly. Then we can consume more. <laughs> exactly. And it all becomes a beautiful cycle. Um, but, and maybe we could save our earth. And you know, but it's one of those things where we have to learn to communicate and we have a break in that. It's a break in in understanding and realizing that we're all one. Well, I mean, because I think I, I think part of that is the technology has really invaded our day to day life. Whether you're in the adult industry, whether you're in politics, whether you're in business, I think that technology has invaded our lives. It's invaded our it's invaded our kids' lives. And what happens is that we don't communicate like we did before the internet existed. You know, we don't have those personal interactions that we did and it even became worse after you know after 2020 with covid and we had so little human contact and we became more uh virtual contact you know virtual learning virtual everything so i think you know i think back in in my day when i was a kid you know my communication was either by calling up on a telephone that was a landline 
or walking to the neighbor's house. Um, I was a ham operator, so a lot of my interaction on the broader scale was with people on the ham radio. And I think that all of those elements kind of pushed me also towards the internet, you know, because I was connected to the internet way back in the beginning. And uh, well, and that's the thing. Like you say that the internet has made it worse. I don't think so. Like I think that it's just changing, and that's part of evolution. Is that we're going to continue to evolve to pick up new ways of communicating with each other. Because well, it's, it's like when just, the telephone it's came just out. part of that cycle. But the thing is, is that. We need to not forget how to use the other parts of our brain that we use in our other senses. So we still need to communicate through eye contact. We still need to communicate through actually seeing and touching each other, not just be plugged into the metaverse. But we also have to be understanding that, because honestly, I, because of the internet, our reach is so much further. I have most of my fans are in other countries. They're all across the world. I would, I am from Houston, Texas. I literally don't have a ton of friends here. People are super uh, single-minded, judgmental, conservative. That doesn't really matter to me because I think politics is bullshit. But, <laughs> but the fact is, is that because of the internet, I have such a such a large connection with other people. And it has actually increased my connection because we don't have to have a physical connection or physical intimacy. No, to have an emotional connection. To have intimacy. Exactly. People think intimacy is just physical or sexual. It's not. It's experiential, it's intellectual, it's emotional. Those are all, are all things that make you intimate. And those things can still happen over technology. You don't have to be with the other person to make a connection with that person. Uh, eventually, you hopefully get to be with that person, but it's not necessary. It's just a matter of continuing to share, honestly, to share your story, to share your path, to share your knowledge. All those things mean so much more than the physical. The physical is quick and simple, but the knowledge and the uh the learning and the experiential and the intellectual, honestly, are way more important than all the rest. <laughs> well, I mean, I, and I guess I'm even, you know, an example of that too, because, you know, we talk about the kids and video games and stuff like that. I'm an avid gamer. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been gaming, well, ever since I think I had a computer, I was gaming. And uh, I, I have a group of friends that are from, basically from all over the world, from the UK to Holland to Germany, uh, one in, one actually in Texas, another one in Minnesota, and, and I, hey guys, I know you all listen to this. Thanks a lot, Canada. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a big group of friends that it, we've been friends for 10, 10 plus years. That I found this group. I was in another group before that, which was also very international, and uh, we used to play on a regular schedule. We played in teams and we played in competitions, and uh, so I mean, you know, we built a relationship without knowing each other. And I eventually, in, in back, I guess around eight years ago, I had the pleasure of meeting one of those friends in person. And, you know, we tropped around the UK for quite a while. And, you know, we never would have met. We never would have shared anything, family. We never would have shared friends um, if we hadn't met playing on the Internet. Exactly. So, you know, and, and so that was a virtual connection that turned into a, 
an actual, you know, in-person connection and uh, even deeper friendship. And, and so that happens, and, and, and it happens. So, I mean, I play every Friday and Saturday night, I play CSGO. And right now we're, I think we're probably a group of about 20 or 30 international people, some from the US, uh, one was from Colombia. You know, we've got uh, Canada, UK, uh, Holland, Germany in there. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the internet has helped us also create new relationships, new types of relationships. Well, you learn so much from other people um, where like, I don't know, I, you know, I'm 48, I'm super Gen X and, you know, it, we are, our worlds were a lot smaller. Like we did have to only talk on the wall phone, you know, and sit on the floor in the kitchen or at the table or whatever. Yep. And we had those only long, go, it only goes so far. We had like, those long telephone cords that you could buy and, you know, you, they, they stretched out like, uh, 20 feet so you could go into another room and close yeah, the door. Yeah, you could sit on the, or you could sit on the couch, like, th over the... <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, yeah. But, I mean, the, it, the fact is, now, you can have these relationships with other people that you literally, like, all my friends don't, they all live in California or Vegas. None of them live here in Houston. I don't have friends in Houston. Like, I just don't have anything in common with most people here. I just... I'm in a different, I, I work in the adult industry. I've been in the adult industry since 2009. And, um, you know, it's, it's an adult, the adult industry is a different plane of existence um, than most of existence. Once you decide to open up your life um, to sexuality, um, open up your mind and your consciousness to everyone's sexuality and that it and accept that it's a basic instinct that it's also super complicated that people are all different and we have our different experiences and that it's just so ingrained in us and you sh and you let go of the shame and the judgment that's behind it that society ingrains into us and indoctrinates into us then you really are in a different plane of existence because your consciousness has leveled up. You've let go of things that society just pushed on you. And you realize you just can't hang out with those other people <laughs> uh, because you have to let go of that I, all those ideals. You just don't believe that way anymore. And so you feel super comfortable with yourself. You build confidence that you never had before. Um, you know, I came from honestly being a girl who I was super confident when I was single in college. Um, I would say I was, you know, I'm, I'm very honest about my past and I actually am a life coach now. So most of my conversation is not so porn related um, because uh, I did a lot of that uh, a while back. I still make content. I still make adult content. It's all on my uh, fan clubs and it's way more um, uh, custom videos and very personal stuff. Like, you know, just more like me or friend, me and friends and, you know, just things that are really more personal, not so professional and uh, just having fun. <laughs> and, but it's, uh, it's one of those things where when it comes to sexuality, I decided to become a sex educator over the pandemic. I decided to, you know, it's one of the, I, I, sexuality to me is a huge part of life that 
as a younger person was cut out of my life that I felt like, ooh, I don't, I'm not supposed to talk about that stuff because nobody talked about it. My mom and dad, hell no, they didn't have the, the talks. They didn't even do that. <laughs> no. My, my brother got it, but I just sat in the background and listened. You know, they didn't <laughs> well, talk to me. I'm a guy and I didn't get to talk, so. It's, it was not okay to talk about sex, not for no. their generation. Their no, generation, you just did it and you just hooked up and you snuck around and you didn't talk about it. And, you know, it, there just wasn't a, it just wasn't something that was spoken about. And exactly. It, you know, yeah. it really, you know, it's funny because now that I am a sex educator and I am a life coach, my mom, who is the most difficult person all my life to deal with, now she actually talks to me about sex, which is hilarious because she's in her 70s. Well, you know, something, something happens, you know, when, when they get older, uh, you know, and I saw the same thing with my, with my parents. I noticed that, you know, when they found out that I was, that I had the magazine and, uh, because I, I really didn't come out, um, publicly, you know, um, until 2016. Mm -hmm. Before that, you know, in New York City, when I had the studio there, everything was done on film. I had my own dark room. So it was, you know, it was between the model and myself. It had nothing to do with publishing it or anything like that. And then in 2016, uh, Esquire and GQ contacted me to, they wanted to do an article about me and, and uh, my works and stuff. And of course it came out my real name, my photo, and, and uh, it just kind of like, it took the whole vanilla industry that I had that was supporting the adult industry, you know, the, the magazine, the website and all the other stuff and it took it and just crashed it crashed and burned it i think my last paid vanilla project was was it wasn't even vanilla vanilla it was a, a, a soap opera in spanish that hired me to do the ambiance for a sex club mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh it was the last episode of their last episode of their season and uh so yeah, I mean that that was the last thing I had in 2018 was that was for a season finale in a in a sex club, and mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I mean so there you are. I mean even where Vanilla crashed into you know the adult industry a little bit. I mean it wasn't an explicit it wasn't explicit, but you know the entire ambiance was was uh, you know very sexual scene. All the girls were in you know thongs, underwear, lingerie, mm -hmm. um, but everybody was made up. Everybody had um, Caterinas on, you know, painted on their face, and the guys had, you know, skeletons painted on their bodies and face. So mm -hmm. nobody really knew who they were, unless you knew who the actor. The primary actors were not painted or anything like that. But right. It was just one of those things. Right. And so you know, so now I'm just focusing on basically on the adult industry. When I when I get when I do get back to to the U.S., I'm, my focus isn't just going to be on the adult industry. It's also going to be redeveloping my connection with uh, models, with uh, events, you know, shooting events, and 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 even doing some travel stuff. I mean, I did love to do travel because I got to travel and see different places on somebody else's dime, you know, and that was and that was a lot of fun. And I, I had a travel magazine for a while, but um, it was only it was focused on Mexico and, and that not a market that I want to promote anywhere anymore between the cartels and all the other stuff that's going on here. It's just not a good environment to bring foreigners into the country right now for vacations and stuff like that. Everybody's right. looking to get a piece of the foreigners. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you in the trend, in the course of your thir- 12 or 13 years in the industry, because I know you said like in 2009 you experimented with webcam in the beginning, and then but then after that you took some time off. You had you had something that really impacted your life, and you took you had to take some time off. What what was that all about? Um, well, from 2009 to well, I did 2009 to really it was the good six months that I was just straight up webcam. Then um, I. Uh, went on to do videos and that was all like the DVD period um, or the end of the DVD period and I grew you know I started to do porn and when I did it was pretty quick like I I did my very first video with Nadia Alicia she was like the queen of extreme I you know like I said I've always said like I started started big and went smaller because <laughs> it was like it was like a, a huge holes 15 is the name of the video <laughs> so it was all about big toys um so i did that and then then i went to la and i you know did an interview for hustler and then i shot for naughty america and reality kings and so all the browser stuff and then um then i went on to work with evil angel and i and they're the company that i really worked with um more than anyone um and you know i've always used professional porn companies as marketing for myself um because and that's really what i learned from nadia alicia and her husband um is that from the get-go they taught me that content was king that you know make your own content because and again i did this with my husband so like we own our own studio which is siren triple x studios um which also has my website and two other websites within it um, of different girls Um, and it's uh, something that we did we've done since 2000 the website started in 2011 so uh, it has a ton of content it it, you know it's all our content we own all the content because we knew from the get-go that it was like okay if you're gonna do this just start making your own content so he was the picture guy like he was the guy at every swinger event that took pictures of everyone and of course those things we you know as swingers it was all under the radar so of you, course, yeah. you pretty much you know it was just for individuals and like here I'm gonna give you some pictures of the party we went to and, and just share them with each other um, but he was the guy that took everybody's pictures so you know it just honestly was something that flowed well with us and and he actually left his job at some point and it was like okay well Actually, and the real story is that he didn't want to lose the job, <laughs> but but they found out what I did, and so the company was like, "You have to leave," because he was in a managerial position. And once they found out what I did, the first AVN I was at, they were like, "Okay, we don't really want our one of our IT managers to <laughs> to his life to be a porn star." So um, he, we just took it on as like we're going to straight up you know just give this a try and and we always were just like okay we'll do it month by month and see how it goes and see if you really need to get another job and he never did <laughs> so he it was like you know um shoot that was back in 2000 and i guess 11 2012 and so um we continued to do it um sadly in 2014 i actually was nominated this September 2014, I got into a severe car accident, um, and uh, I was my back tire was clipped by an old lady that 
crossed over into like through a median um and i spun up onto a up onto the median and hit the light pole and was knocked back out in the street so it broke my neck um and so from 2014 to 2019 i was recovering from a broken neck for ever like and had like five surgeries in five years however um during that time like i still made content um i still because it wasn't like a constant you know not being able to move it was like okay i'm getting a little better oh shit like something got messed up okay back and forth back and forth it was it was a struggle uh so but during that time we also decided like okay i can't be the only star <laughs> on this on this platform like it's hard just everything being based on me yeah you so, gotta bring somebody in well so that's when we actually expanded the studio instead of it just being all about d siren and mrs siren that's when we added the two other websites and he started filming with other girls so during that time he really built those other two websites hired we hired all a lot of girls and what we built you know siren studios so siren studios evolved out of the experience of me breaking my neck <laughs> like if oh, that wow. was it that was its purpose is everything to, in a plan yeah it was its purpose so that we could continue to have the job we had he didn't have to go back to you know just being in it he could continue to do what he you know what we enjoy doing. Um, I did makeup during that time. I mean, I picked up and did all the behind, like a lot of the behind the scenes things that I could do that he wasn't doing. Um, and, you know, just kept going. Uh, that's also like, I was one of the first people on OnlyFans um, because my friends were part of making it. And, you know, I started OnlyFans so long ago, like right at the very beginning. And I literally did it when I was having neck surgery. So it's not like I oh, wow. blew up during OnlyFans because I was in a neck brace. <laughs> so it was like a, it was like a daily diary of here's D in a neck brace. <laughs> and so you're not in, you're not with OnlyFans anymore. You don't have an OnlyFans. I account. do. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, but back then, like my content was like not that sexy. <laughs> it was huh. like it was like D with a broken neck. D still with a broken neck. <laughs> it's like sitting in a chair flashing my tits as I'm having surgery <laughs> you know it but you know it, it built a, let's just say it always built a fan base um, of me always being super real super authentic um, and you know I have fans literally that I've known since day one and they've always supported me always been here for me and like we were just talking about building relationships I've built intimate relationships and never met people, but like they're friends of mine. I consider them part of my life and literally were there on webcam with me back in 2009. And they text me like every week all the time. Like, and so these relationships, I've never met them in person, but I've talked to them over Skype and over webcam and you know, all these things. And I have relationships with these people. So, um, you know, for me, technology literally opened, made me have a whole nother world. So I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> no, and, and you, you also, you have a podcast as well, no, don't you, where your fans can kind of really connect with you there as well and listen to you. Yes. Um, my podcast is Siren Sexy Secrets. It's on YouTube. It's on every platform. 
So it's a video uh, podcast. It's video, it's video and audio. So it's also on Spotify and everything else. Uh, okay, I've got a, I've got a face for radio, so yeah. It so it's it's also an audio. So everything I do is both. Um, okay. And the uh, it's a lot of myself and my husband. So at the beginning, and we started it. Gosh, well, we started it right at the pandemic, I guess, at the beginning of the pandemic. And um, yeah, so there's a lot of he said, she said kind of things, learning about our lives, and then also just talking about different. I do a lot of sex advice and that type of thing, education. And then, um, I, then I also have a segment that is uh, porn stars are people, which is me and lots of my porn star friends just having conversations about what they do outside of porn or if they don't do anything outside of porn. <laughs> porn. <laughs> now, your your life coaching that you do and your career consultation, you do that on a uh, on an independent website, or how do you how do you do that? Do you have your own website that? is dedicated to life coaching and career consultation or uh yes that's a separate company it is uh called my current well the company is karma sutra like uh it's kind of a play on the Kama sutra but it's karma sutra instead and um it's mykarmasutra.com it everything i don't know the best way to ever find all my stuff is to follow me on my instagram which is the dot love siren. Um, I and we'll have, have all of those links here in the description, guys. So, just, so don't don't worry about writing anything down. You just click on the description of the podcast, and we'll have all of the connections to D there. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, Karma Sutra is brand new. Like I just launched it in January. Um, I've been a life coach for a while now. Um, however, like this is my brand new like coaching actual website and platform um so it's still in the works uh, but the plan is eventually and i do a live show eventually the plan is to just do this <laughs> but literally like all i ever do is i mean most of what i do is live coaching you can sign up for session uh, i take very limited number of clients and it's not cheap <laughs> so yeah you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one session on uh, mykarmasutra.com I also do a live show at least two to three times a week um, normally it is either on TikTok and my TikTok is d.siren which will also be there um, I do a live show there or on Instagram and also at the same time it's live on ePlay which is my other live streaming platform, which is an adult webcam platform. So I'm a busy lady. You're actually a brand ambassador for ePlay, aren't you? I am. Um, I'm an I've been an ambassador for, for ePlay. They're awesome. So if you enjoy webcam, come there. If you enjoy gaming and like adult gaming. So if you want to hang out with hot girls who game or even hot guys who game, and or even couples who game <laughs> uh, i mean it is it's pretty much just like an all-inclusive type of webcam website so you can if you just like regular webcam there's tons of webcam girls on there if you like to do like all kinds of different things it's great with um obs and all they're just have a great system so it's just fun and, and tell what is cameo tell tell us what cameo is uh cameo is a uh 
okay, what's the best way to describe Cameo? Cameo is a website that you can go and purchase your own um, personal message from me or any other celebrity. Um, we There's a few um, adult stars on there. There's a lot of celebrities on there. But you can basically go in and pay for a personal message. You send me a personal message and then I will record a personal message back for you. And it's normally sent within like 24 hours. So it's kind of like, like a, sh a shout out. Around. Yeah, it's like a shout out. It, it has to be safe for work. It's nothing like sexually related, super shout out type of thing. But basically it's like a 24 hour turnaround. Okay. And um, so the ePlay the e is for streaming and the fans can also purchase content from you there, right? Yeah, amongst other places. Like I sell content in so many different places. I'm on OnlyFans. That's my main VIP fan club. Um, also ePlay, I do have a little bit, I'm adding more, it's just a process. So that is a, a brand new subscription club you can join along with the fact that you have a direct connection of knowing when I'm online. Uh, that's the place where I stream live. I don't stream live anywhere else. Okay. Uh, um, also, the uh, I'm also on centerfold.com, which is uh, Playboy. So it's the Playboy uh, centerfold platform. I don't know if you'll have that information. But it's centerfold.com slash desiren. And so that's brand new too. But I do make exclusive content for that. So it's separate. And then I am also on fanzen, which is fanzen.com slash desiren, which is just another platform. <laughs> that wow, I you are really a busy lady. I am. So much, so much, all the time. <laughs> go, go, go. And, and you've won, uh, I don't want to say a shitload, but you've won a whole bunch of awards in just in the last couple of years, no? And and um, you've also won the Social Media Star uh, from Why Not Cam Awards. That was, I, I think that was in 2021, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just this last year in October. Yeah. Um, like and before I said, that? I'm, I'm busy, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was, obviously. I was super happy, super excited. Honestly, didn't think I was going to win because I never think I'm going to win. I've been nominated for like MILF, uh, Best MILF at AVN for like ever since I came back to, to the industry and every year it's like, okay, I'm nominated but I never win, but that's fine. <laughs> it's like but you, you did win in 2022, you did win this year the hottest yeah. MILF and that yes. was it at AVN as well. And then last year it was the, the social media social star, media. Uh, Best MILF Clip Artist. Uh, from the XBiz Cam Awards and on AVN also hottest milk in 2021. So I mean, you're racking them up. I mean, you're doing you're you're doing it the right way. You got special recognition awards from X Critic, um, Cam Awards from XBiz as well back in 2020. So I mean, you're just hitting it year after year. So yeah, I mean, it's fun. What? I I love coming back after my injury. It, honestly, I did not think I would come back into the industry. I thought it would be just the studio and I would be more on the director side of things. So, but you know, I, I'm one of those people who is super introspective. I do believe in the mind body connection and that you can pretty much, you know, 
do whatever you want to do as long as you have the mindset that you're going to do it you know manifest your dreams because even even healing yourself i had to learn how to walk again i had to learn how to use my le my left side i can't really feel it there's severe nerve damage but it's one of those things where it's literally how much you know energy you put forth and are you willing to survive <laughs> shit and are you willing to literally like go for what you want in life it's you know yeah, and put the work in i mean it's you know even recovering from any type of a illness or from a, an injury you you really have to have the desire you know your self-desire mm -hmm. you can go all the physical therapy you can go to all that that you want but if you don't have the, the personal drive to do it you know i i had a stroke in 2019 literally on my birthday and mm -hmm. uh it was like, okay, so I've got a little problem here on my left side. It fell down a lot in the beginning, but right. I got back out there and I started, you know, first walking with my dog, then running a little more, running a little more. Christmas Eve threw me a, threw me a, a curve ball with a, with a heart attack. But by the time the pandemic hit, I was feeling back to normal and I didn't go to a therapist. I went every day and I just worked on, you know, lifting weights, doing sit-ups, going out and running, going out and walking. And yeah, sometimes I looked like I was drunk, you know, just because of the, exactly. the yeah, yeah, just because of the way my, I get my, it. <laughs> so, I mean, even the neighbor said to me, nine o'clock in the morning and you've already been drinking. And I was like, no, 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 no. But so, you're out there, so who cares? Like, exactly, you get out there, you don't care what the neighbors say or anything. You just exactly. get out there and you, you work on it. And, yep. you know, you have to have the drive to want to recover from these things. And you obviously had the drive to not only recover, but succeed. And well, uh, it, like, honestly, like I, I came the very first thing I did and my goal, like I said, everything I do, I realized and it's taken me a while. But now I, I come to the realization that everything I do is a project. And I, I had a goal to go to Austin City Limits, which is a music festival. Um, and I wanted to take my kids, but it's a three-day music festival and you literally have to walk around the whole time because there's nothing else to, like you're not going to do anything else like oh. you sit on the ground, you walk around like it's open air, there's nothing, no shade and you need to bring like a camel back. It's, it's definitely um, a physical, uh, I don't know, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Of cool music and it's just so fun um so it was a goal and i you know i went in october 2019 and that was after being literally homebound for five years and just was like if i can do this for three days then i can do anything and then decided after that i made it through those three days it kicked my ass but it was like the best experience ever and it was like at that point i just had an awakening and i was like i'm done like i'm done feeling like i can't do things and oh i'm losing you i'm, lo I'm oh. lost you out there on the internet for a second so oh sorry no problem Yeah, you're fine. 
fine, just go. <laughs> so, Christmas. And then, you know, added more and more mountain. I climbed all kinds of and then hiked all with my children. It's like, I even for don't stop it. I'll do something that will limit the experience. Like I, I here's in a house in a broken body and now I'm just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that that's a good thing. What's what's next for you since you're a you're a planner? What do you have on the board right now for 2022 for D Siren? Um honest Karma Sutra is next. Like that what I just launched at the beginning of January. Um and you you know the whole intent of it karma is your action and sutra are rules so like in my opinion action rules everything not just talking about it but getting out and doing it and um really just taking responsibility for everything in your life and like i said living your life with intention i i don't plan for um some type of crazy future I don't really live that way um, because in my opinion the past are my memories and the future is my imagination so I really live each day in the present I wake up super grateful to be here every day that I can spend every day with my dogs my kids just breathing (laughs) I, 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 I do yoga I meditate I spend so much time in my own head like in my own body and my own head in the sense of like just being here because I don't know every day's amazing and <laughs> and honestly I just enjoy my life because I've been through so much but I don't I don't know I want others to feel that way and I feel like that's kind of a life purpose rather than an intent for 2022 is that I have a purpose to help others to strive for their and will you still be creating content for your fans? Will you still be working on Mrs. Siren's uh, website? Um, so the website at this point, well, at this point, all of my exclusive content, new content, all goes on to fan sites, depending on what kind of content you want to watch. So if it's um, brand new, more hardcore content, that can all be found on my OnlyFans first, if you want to be one of the first ones to watch it. Um, it will eventually go to MrsSiren.com. It is not something that goes there first, but it will eventually go there. MrsSiren.com has over 400 movies of mine on it. Plus, it also has a connection to two other websites um, and the studio itself. So there's so much content on MrsSiren.com, and you only pay $29 a month. So you get a crazy amount of content on MrsSiren.com. And the new content will eventually get there. But if you want to access to it right away, then uh, OnlyFans is the way to go. OnlyFans.com slash Mrs. Siren. That is the way to find me straight away. Also to actually uh, DM me and to request customs and actually have more of a connection or an intimate uh, relationship with me. As for um, Playboy, it will have its own exclusive content. So if you want content there, I'll be on playboycenterfold.com slash dsiren. And then um, Fanzin also will have exclusive content, but that is 
and that'll be more like uh, OnlyFans, but probably more solo type of content. Wow, that's well, you have a sounds like you have a your year planned out for you, and you know the my Karma Sutra. Let's get that right, guys. Karma exactly. Sutra, my <laughs> Karma Sutra. Um, that's going to be where you're going to fo- be focusing a lot of your energy. That's in your plan that you have for 2022. Exactly. Um, and every, like I said, every week I stream, I try to stream about 15 hours a week, uh, live. So it's either yoga show, uh, meditation and yoga, morning meditation and yoga show, or it's a, my live talk show, uh, my karma sutra talk show. And, um, we talk about relationships, intimacy, life, positivity, everything <laughs> on there. And I stream that, like I said, on TikTok or Instagram and then live on ePlay. And I do that shoot every week. So yeah, I have a full schedule all the time and that's what my plans are. So, you know, if everybody wants to just come hang out and be part of my life. And then I travel in between everything. So, <laughs> Travel for work or travel for fun? Well, everything's always work. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I guess when you live a life that is super fun and you enjoy every day, like, is it really work? Is it really, you know, it's all fun and work at the same time. Exactly. So, so like, I don't know. I, I Honestly, like, when I travel, I feel like it's a break from life, but it's not. It is life. And I work all the time because, like, my work is just getting to show you guys like what I'm doing <laughs> so I can't be like you want to see what's going on what's going exactly. on exactly like is it really work when it's just like hey guys what's up <laughs> so yeah it's all it's all fun and games when you're when you love your your life <laughs> now I always like to ask my guests when they're here do you have any advice for aspiring uh, performers in the adult industry, whether they're thinking about webcam, whether they're thinking about content creating, or whether they're thinking about breaking into the adult porn industry. Do you have any specific advice for these these people, male or female? I have tons of advice because that is part <laughs> of my karma sutra. You can hire me as a business consultant, but I'm not going to give away that advice for free. Um, my main advice is, you know, find your niche know like who you're remember like you are here to get everyone to like you that's not your purpose you will find the groups of people who love you um just be authentic it's so hard to pretend to be something you aren't for a long time so if you want this to last and you don't want it to be a job or difficult uh in that sense Um, It's hard to pretend pretend to be somebody and wear that mask all the time because this is the type of job where literally I am D-Siren. That's not my legal name, but she is part of me and I am her. So you become this caricature of your life and you have to accept that. And so if you make that caricature too far off from who you really are, then it's hard to keep pretending that for a very long time. And so if you want it to be something that lasts for a while, then be authentic and just be you. And people will will really find you. You don't even have to, nothing should be a struggle. 
it should literally just be something come natural it should come with yeah it should flow and 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 that should be really honestly life in general is you should just flow like water because you're 70 percent water words to live by <laughs> yes well that's it for tonight's episode guys i want to thank our really special guest the siren for sharing her deepest thoughts with us I'm going to share uh, Dee's social media and links to her OnlyFans, her web, her well, not her webcam platform, but her ePlays platform. Uh, in the description, you can find her Twitter there. You'll be able to find her Instagram and everything. Um, just so you can just click away and find her right away, wherever you want to go. And just please tell her that you heard her here on the podcast. And if you would like to appear on my podcast and talk about your sexual fantasies, experiences, desires, or any topic of the adult industry, just message me your email and I'll gladly get in contact with you. Until next week, I'm your host, Kevin, the erotic photographer, wishing you a great night filled with erotic fantasies and incredible sex. Thanks so much, Dee. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye.